You're listening to It's Getting Better, a podcast about mental health, hope, and overcoming challenges. While this podcast is not intended to replace medical advice or professional help, we hope that the stories and experiences shared by young people can help you on your journey of getting better. This is your host, Kate, and I'm so excited to be joined today by Zach. I'm going to just let him introduce himself. Hey there. My name is Zach Allred. Right now, I'm a junior at Olympus High School in Holiday, Utah. Um, I like to act and sing and do all that fun stuff, but I also love to be, like, super physical. I used to do gymnastics, and I was on the football team. I've done basically everything you can think of, not to try to do my own horn, but I'm just an all-around type of person. I did not know you were on the football team. That's so cool. Um, Well, let's just jump right in. Why don't you just introduce us to your mental health experiences? When we, like, talked before today, you told me that you have experiences with depression, anxiety, ADHD, and a lot of that has been involved with experiences with bullying. So do you want to just kind of, like, give us the timeline, give us the intro of your experiences? I guess about four years ago, I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety, and then two years later... I was diagnosed with ADHD. I call it the Holy Trinity. <laughs> Not exactly the best way to put it, but it's it's fun to say. It started back when I was young. I was on elementary kindergarten baseball team, and I remember there were about nine guys who were, we were all super close friends, you know. We would hang out all the time birthday parties, whatever. And I remember one specific experience of where we were at someone's birthday party and somebody on a chalkboard drew a picture of me, but I was dead and everybody was laughing at me. And eventually I kind of became some sort of punch bag for this group of friends that I was with. And that's when I started thinking to myself, is there something wrong with me? Um, why am I different? Why do I feel this way? You know, is this wrong? You know, and a lot of the times, especially with how I grew up, it was always thought of be positive and put a smile on your face and fake it till you make it, you know, so it was hard when every day I was basically being harassed and it was like, what do you do? I guess the next experience that I had uh, with bullying was um, in sixth grade. Uh, I had a wonderful friend, but she started spreading some nasty rumors about me and kind of just like kicked me out of my own friend group, you know, and that was hard for me. I took it very personally, you know, because at the time I didn't really have anyone else, you know, and I feel like that's the thing that you always see in media. You see friends together and you see people always talking. So it's hard for a really long time. I was just alone. And it's it's interesting to say that because I feel like a lot of people who are my friends now would have no idea that was the case. I've built a solid group for myself, you know, of people who love and support me. But for the longest time, I just 
felt like there would never be anyone for me. I was an outlier. I was the issue. <laughs> and that I was doing something wrong. It's interesting because during elementary school, we had a program of library workers. So during recess, you could go inside and just work in the library by putting books away and helping other classmates who would come in. And I remember being like one of three of like library workers in my grade. And the other two did it because they were friends, you know? So even in the place where I felt like this is for the people who are a little bit different, I felt like an outlier, you know? So it's really interesting. That sort of just happened, you know? And then in middle school, I went through similar stuff where I tried to become friends with people and they started talking about me in a bad way. And then I was lonely again, you know? Uh, and that cycle happened for a very long time for me until about ninth grade, where I made a lot of friends. I was part of a project with them, and we worked on it together. But I figured out that behind my back, they just continued to talk badly about me. And it was hard because I finally felt like, oh, I have my people. And to think that they didn't think of me the way that I thought they would think of me is hard. But with a lot of these experiences, I tried my best to take a step back and try not to talk about it. I bottled up a lot of stuff inside because I was worried of hurting people, even though they hurt me. One of my good, good friends, um, still to this day, um, was going through a hard time, and they just were in a huge rough spot in their life, you know, family issues, mental health issues themselves, and um, they were taking it out on me a lot. So I had to ask kindly to step back from that. Instead, what happened is they tried to take me away from the group that I was in already, but I think the lucky part for me is at the end of this, because I kept strong and I didn't talk badly about other people, the people that were told rumors about me or other things ended up coming back and they're my friends to this day. For example, uh, the friend from sixth grade who started rumors about me came back last year to me and sat me down and had a whole conversation about how their parents were getting divorced and that they were going through a really rough time and they took it out on me. They wanted to personally apologize to me for uh, putting me through that. And it's funny, I am really good friends to them to this day. We have done many shows together. Uh, we, <laughs> we hang out all the time, you know, and it's crazy because you never know what people are going through, you know, and... It was nice to see that they came to me and they felt bad about what they were doing. Obviously, I didn't want them to feel bad after learning what happened, you know, but it was nice to get that kind of closure. And then the one friends who were helping me with the project, um, 
apologized completely. They set up the rest of it of where they tried their absolute best to make me feel as comfortable as possible. Um, we went through the project. It was great. It was one of the best experiences of my life, to be honest. And it's crazy because I almost quit, you know, like I almost stopped. It's crazy to me how throughout this whole experience of my life and during these hard moments, I just kept thinking to myself, what am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? Why am I being targeted? I learned with the people who were targeting me actually were going through similar things, you know. It's really easy to pinpoint someone and be like, they are the villain. There's two sides to a story. Um, and I'm just so thankful that I've been able to get back in contact with these people who hurt me and salvage a relationship, you know. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. You don't hear a lot of stories about people who meet their bully again and they bring together a relationship, but... It's happened to me several times. Um, I don't know. I'm so thankful because the experiences that I've been put through, I think, make me a better person, you know, and realize what other people are going through. If you never go through hardships, you never learn, you know. Um, so, well, these stories during the time, gutted me. And I mean gutted me. I remember one night where I was just like in the bathroom on my floor, just like looking up and I'm like, oh boy, I can't go to school tomorrow, you know, or the next day or the next day. It's just like school's over. <laughs> I was done. And the thing is, I still go through hardships and it's it's high school, you know, it's drama and are we going to this dance we need to plan this uh did you turn in that assignment and it's so stressful I still get anxious you know all the time I'm in the show Beauty and the Beast right now and I was running here to get here on time you know so I'm still a little stressed about that um but I don't know I'm just so thankful I think it's extremely impressive that you've taken these really really difficult experiences and turned them into friendships and it's allowed you to empathize so much more with people and I imagine like see the people around you in a special way because you understand that people can be going through difficult things that are invisible. One of the biggest things when I saw your podcast was I wanted to bring light to mental health for guys, you know, because that's a big thing of where it's hard to admit that you're going through these experiences and a lot of my guy friends behind closed doors, you know, open up about their struggles too, but you really don't see it as being talked about in public with guys. And whenever it's brought up, I kind of joke about it, but still it's hard for me to really process and talk about these experiences. I'm a little nervous right now talking about it, you know, and thinking about, oh, people are going to hear it, and my friends are going to hear it, and my parents are going to hear it. Um, but I think it's so, so important. Yeah, it, it is hard, and it's hard to open up to strangers, but then also, like, to friends and family. Like, 
it's not easy, but I think you're right that it's it's so important. You've had so many of these experiences. I've had conversations with so many like people our age that have had really tough times with their mental health. I am curious, what do you think people can do to address these problems? Is there anything we can do about it, do you think? The biggest thing is if you are having a rough day, just say, hey, today's not my day. Um, can you just pull it back a little bit? And if they ask how you're feeling, don't feel afraid to share your feelings. I guarantee that 99% of people who are your friends just want to not only know how you're feeling, but try to understand how to help you. There are always going to be people for you. And I hope that people know that, you know, you always have a person. Even though I've had these super hard experiences, whether it's my parents, my aunt, a teacher, a different friend, I I mean, there are countless people who have been there for me. And I think it's important to recognize that you are loved and that there is always a person for you. To try to make uh, mental health less stigmatized, I would say in this community, and I am a huge offender of this, huge offender, um, <laughs> make jokes about it, you know, because like, it, it can be funny. And in certain contexts, especially if you're having a hard time being vulnerable with someone, it's okay to joke about it. But in casual conversation, it's really rough when people are making fun of real experiences by other people. I have never had serious uh, suicidal thoughts or attempts, but that is near and dear to my heart because I have had several experiences with people who have tried to take their life, you know, and that's one of my big things. If I ever hear someone mention that, it makes me extremely upset, you know, because it's such a big issue. Utah has one of the highest suicide rates. I'm a member of the church, but I think there is a little bit of a stigma within the church with mental health, um, which we all need to work on breaking down. God, he doesn't want us to be perfect. He just wants us to try. That's the best advice I've ever been given. Whether you're religious or not, if you are trying, then that means everything. That means the absolute world, you know? And just the courage to try and keep on going, it's, it's incredible. You're so worthy and so many people, so many people are impacted by you. And I know it, sometimes it feels like if, if I'm gone the next day, then what's the impact that it will have? But I've had several of my friends of where they were close to that point. It, it pains me to my core to think of how I would live my life without some of these people. I 100% agree. I love also what you said about finding the people who care about you and being vulnerable with them and how valuable that can be. That sounds like a way that you've addressed times when you are not doing well mentally, when you're feeling, you know, lonely or sad or whatever it is. What what else has worked for you when you are trying to address um, times when you're not mentally healthy? A lot of what I'm going to say will apply to me, but also I would totally recommend it to other people. Number one, I know it's stupid, but 
I keep a journal. I don't write in it all the time. <laughs> Let me preface that. I am not, uh, I guess, disciplined enough to do that. But whenever I'm mad, angry, or sad, sometimes, even like the other day, I literally grabbed my Chromebook in the middle of class and I was just like typing stuff down. It's so nice, such a good release to just talk about your feelings. Number two, what I love to do is <laughs> I will blast on some loud, mad, or, or depressing music and just, like, shout it, you know, because sometimes you you really just need to release it somehow. You're not any less of a person if you experience human emotion. I think being vulnerable is the strongest thing that you can do. You are taking yourself from a different perspective in a world that, like I already said, is so positive. When you try to look at what's happening beneath that, it can be really scary. And to face your fears is just commendable. And then I guess the last thing that I love to do, something that steps away from technology, whether <laughs> I, especially during the pandemic, I was having like some troubles with mental health, but I started running, I started cooking, baking. Uh, personally, one thing that has totally stuck with me is I like to read. Before that, I was never one of those kids who would constantly read in school. Now it's my f favorite thing. But uh, even just drawing or something, something to take you away from technology, of where you are creating or putting yourself into something else instead of just consuming makes you feel powerful. One thing that I like to do as an actor is I like to practice songs um, that express my feelings, you know, and work on that because I feel like when I'm done with that, I improve myself. It feels so good. I like that you, you have lots of different things and some of them involve like diving into those emotions, like listening to music that matches what you feel. And then and then some of it is completely different from that, like, you know, baking and things that are completely unrelated. So I like that you have like this balance of a lot of different things that maybe work for you at different times or, or are applicable in different ways. I, I think that's really healthy and cool. My final question for you tonight is what advice you would have for other teens who are maybe experiencing something similar to what you've experienced? Um, what advice do you have for them about getting better? I guess it's easy to sit here um, mostly on the end of things. Obviously, there's going to be so much more harder experiences in my life to come, but it can seem very daunting to take on the task of uh, even trying to get there. I remember last year, I wasn't seeing a lot of my friends uh, and I wasn't doing what I love, which is theater and acting and all that. So I was very down for a long time, you know, and it's so hard to get motivated, especially when it seems like everybody else is up here and you're down here. Even just saying that you want to take a step, that is a step. I can't express how much I feel and relate to feeling like 
absolute garbage. And I, and I know that sounds awful, but truly, sometimes I just wish, can I be anyone else besides me, you know? Like, I would be so lucky if I was this person or this person or if I looked like that or if I could do this or if I was as athletic as this person or if I could sing as well as this person. And I know that's a common feeling, but when you try to take a step to improve, you are becoming your own person, which I am sure that there are other people saying, I wish I am as good as this person. And I know it doesn't feel like that, but especially in this past like year, I've realized that some people who like I didn't even know very well thought highly of me and I, I'm like, me? You know, because <laughs> I still have very hard experience with self-worth, you know, and trying to say I'm good enough. One thing that I, I suggest doing um, is if you are jealous of another person because of what they are, try to pinpoint what you're jealous about and then try your best to get to where they're going with that. Because if you really appreciate what that person is doing with this specific thing, then you can work on getting to that point of where they are, even though it might not be the same, you know, because obviously we're all different. But if you work to get there, you can improve yourself a little bit each and every day. Everyone out there who is feeling lonely or depressed or even suicidal, there's always people out there who relate and who want to help, especially in this age, Gen Z, you know. If you are feeling down, then I won't say fake it till you make it, but I will say try your best to improve each and every day.